Shalom, Alekum, peace be upon you. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, today we're going to look at this past week's Torah portion. And it's one of those uh, occurrences where, because of the way the schedule works, uh, it's a double reading. Um, for this week. Let me just give you the summary real quick from TorahPortions.org. The 22nd reading from the Torah and the second to the last reading from the book of Exodus is called Vayikel, which means, and he assembled. The name comes from the first words of the first verse of the reading, which could literally translate to read, and Moses assembled all the congregation of the sons of Israel. Exodus 35.1, this portion from the Torah describes now the assembly of Israel, of how the assembly of Israel worked together to build the tabernacle. In most years, synagogues read Vahekel together with the following portion, Puduki, or Pegukdi, and the 23rd reading from the Torah and the last reading from the book of the from the book of Exodus is called Pekukdi, which means accounts. The first words of the first verse from the reading can literally be translated to read, these are the accounts of the tabernacle. The last reading from Exodus begins with an audit of how the contributions for the tabernacle were used. The portion goes on to describe the completion of the tabernacle and its assembly and concludes by depicting the glory of the Lord entering into it. In most years, synagogues read Pekukdi together with the previous portion, Vayikel. Therefore, the comments of this week's reading will be brief. So there's a summary from TorPortions.org. It kind of goes on to explain that most years, the way it falls, both of these are read together, and that is the case for this year. So we're going to be reading Exodus chapter 35 all the way through chapter 40. Um, so that'll, that'll, that'll end the book of Exodus for this year's portions or tour portion studies. So it's five chapters long, which is why we're doing, uh, this episode a little later in the weekend as opposed to Friday mornings, just because I wouldn't have had time otherwise to get through all the content. So there won't be a lot of commentary, I'm going to make a little bit of, uh, or raise a question uh, here at the very beginning, and then we're going to talk a little bit at the end about this, about the glory of the Lord, how it entered into this tabernacle that they assembled, and how the scriptures say that he visibly, his glory visibly was with Israel, like they were able to see this with their own eyes. And of course, the book of Revelation talks about how one day this scenario right here will really become a permanent scenario where there'll no longer be need for the sun because God will be in our midst among us forever. All of these things that we read about and in these stories about Israel is a foreshadow to a permanent future. So with that in mind, let's open up our hearts and let the Word of God speak to us this morning 
As has been custom this year, I'm going to continue to read from the Hallelujah Scriptures. Let's begin. Chapter 35. The Book of Exodus. And Moshe assembled all the congregation of the children of Israel and said to them, These are the words which Jehovah has commanded you to do. Work is done for six days, but on the seventh day it shall be Kodesh to you, a Sabbath of rest to Jehovah. Anyone doing work on it is put to death. Do not kindle a fire in any of your dwellings on the Sabbath day. Moshe spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the word which Jehovah commanded, saying, Take from among you a contribution to Jehovah, everyone whose heart so moves him. Let him bring it as a contribution to Jehovah, gold and silver and bronze, and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair, and ramskin dyed red, and fine leather and acacia wood and oil for the light, and spices for the anointing oil, and for the sweet incense, and shoham stones, and stones to be put in the shoulder garment, and in the breastplate. Please note, just two questions to think about. I think it's interesting, the phrasing. It doesn't say, give from yourself. But it says, take from yourself, take from among you a contribution to Jehovah. And it is the Hebrew word, which means to, which means to take, take from yourself a contribution of Jehovah. And to me, when I think of it in that light, instead of give of yourself, it's take from yourself. And it, for, to me, it's more like a willful sacrifice to take something from myself, to relinquish something maybe that's precious to me for the sake of the kingdom of God. Take from yourself. Take from among you a contribution to Jehovah. And how should you give? Everyone whose heart so moves him, let him bring it as a contribution to Jehovah. So take from yourself, and in my mind I'm thinking, sacrifice something precious from yourself as your heart moves you because you want to sacrifice of your possessions or of your wealth or whatever for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Furthermore, where did they get all this stuff? Gold and silver and bronze and all this. Where did all this come from? And if you remember... I think it's just it's part of God's plan because as they were leaving Egypt, what happened? The Egyptians gave them all these things, right? So just something interesting to think about. And maybe it's nothing to think about. Uh, but for me, take from among you just sounds different than, than give. Uh, it sounds more like a sacrificial type of giving when you take from what's yours of course part of this is acknowledging that it all belongs to God so you're taking from yourself which was provided to you by God anyway and giving it back 
for the sake of the kingdom. Let's continue on. And let all the wise-hearted, verse 10, among you come and make all that Jehovah has commanded, the mishkan, its tent, and its coverings, its hooks, and its boards, and its bars, and its columns, and its sockets, the ark, and its poles, and the lid of the atonement, and the veil of the covering, the table, and its pools, and all the utensils, and all the showbread, and the lampstand for the light, and its utensils, and the lamps, and the oil for the light, and the incense altar, and its poles, and anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the covering for the door of the entrance of the Mishkan. The altar of burnt offering with its bronze grating, its poles and its utensils, the basin and its stand, the screens of the courtyard and the columns and their sockets and the coverings of the gate of the courtyard, the pegs of the Mishkan and the pegs of the courtyard and their cords, the woven garments to service in the Kodesh place, the Kodesh garments for Aaron, the Kohen, and the garments for his sons to serve as Kohanim. And all the congregation of the children of Israel withdrew from the presence of Moshe, and every one whose heart lifted him up, and every whose spirit moved him came. And they brought the contribution to Jehovah for the work of the tent of appointment, and for its services, and for the Kodesh garments. And they came, both men and women, whose hearts moved them, and brought earrings, and nose rings, and rings, and necklaces, and golden goods, and and everyone who made a wave offering of gold to Jehovah. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ramskin dyed red and fine leather brought them. Everyone who would make a contribution to Jehovah of silver or bronze brought it. And everyone with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the service brought it. And all the wise-hearted women spun yarn in their hands and brought what they had spun the blue and the purple and the scarlet and the fine linen and all the women whose hearts lifted up lifted them up in wisdom spun the goat's hair and the rulers brought shoham stones and the stones to be put on the in the shoulder garments and the breastplate and the spices and the oils for the light and for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense the children of Israel brought a voluntary offering to Jehovah. All the men and women whose hearts moved them to bring all kinds of work which Jehovah by the hand of Moshe had commanded to be done. And Moshe said to the children of Israel, See, Jehovah has called by name Betziel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda, And he is filled with the Ruach of Elohim in wisdom and understanding, and in knowledge, and in all work, to make designs to work in gold and silver and bronze, and in cutting of stones for mounting and carving wood, and to work all the workmanship of design. And he has put in his heart the ability to teach. In him, Ohalalab, son of Ahishmach, of the tribe of Dan, he has filled them with skin to do, he has filled them with skill to do all the work of the engraver, and the designer and the embroiderer, in blue and in purple and scarlet and in fine linen, and a weaver doing any work, and makers of design. So please note, I just think, we've, I think we might have mentioned or touched on this on last week's portion, but it's interesting. Some of these skills to do these things were not their natural skill, but 
was given to them by the Spirit of God, the Ruach of Elohim, as it says in the Hebrew. It says, again, look, Moshe said to the children of Israel, See, Jehovah has called by name Betzeel, son of Uri, son of Hur of the tribe of Yehuda, and he has filled him with the Ruach of Elohim. What did he? F- and so, what was the filling from the Spirit of God? In wisdom and understanding, and in knowledge, and in all work to make designs to work in gold and silver and bronze. Furthermore, he gave him a supernatural ability to teach others to help him. And I don't know why I find that so interesting, other than the, than it just points to the fact that whatever God needs you to be able to do, or whatever. I shouldn't use the word need, because does does God really need any of us? When God wants you to be able to do something, he will give you what you need. Whether it's words to speak, or an understanding, or even a skill. He can provide it instantly. He can download that instantly into your mind. All right, that's chapter 35. Let's move on. 36, several, we got four more chapters to go, and we're already 15 minutes in. Uh, so for the next few chapters, I'm going to try not to talk too much until we get to the end of our study here. All right, chapter 36. And Betzeel, and Aholalab, and every wise-hearted man in whom Jehovah has given wisdom and understanding to know how to do the work of the, for the service of the Kodesh place, shall do according to all that Jehovah has commanded. And Moshe called Betziel, and Aholalab, and every wise-hearted man in whose heart Jehovah had given wisdom, every one whose heart lifted him up to come to do the work. And they received from Moshe all the contributions which the children of Yisrael had brought for the work of the service of making the Kodesh place, but they still brought to him voluntarily offerings every morning. So all the craftsmen, who were doing all the work at the Kodesh place, came each from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moshe, saying, Thus the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work of Jehovah, which he had commanded us to do. Then Moshe commanded and sent the word throughout all the camp, saying, Let neither men nor women do any more work for contribution of the Kodesh place, and the people were withheld from bringing. For what they had was enough for all the work to be done, more than enough. Then all the wise-hearted ones from them who worked on the Mishkin made ten curtains woven of fine linen, and blue and purple and scarlet, they made them with carabim, the work of a skilled workman, the length of each curtain, which was twenty-eight ama, and the width of each curtain four ama, all the curtains having one measure. Please note, I'm going to, tr- again, I... I just have to point this out. It's it's interesting they, that they keep putting these this carabim on all the stuff, right? Like these images of these angels. That's number one. Uh, and number two, I just wanted to point out the ama. I think a lot of times in uh, English Bibles it's translated as maybe cubits, um, but ama can also mean forearm. And so when you're thinking maybe about when it's telling you how many ama long something was, think think forearms. That's how long. Continuing on. And he joined five curtains one to another, and another five curtains he joined one to another. 
and he made loops of blue on the edge of the edge of the curtain on the seam. Same he did on the edge of the edge of the curtain on the second on the seam. Fifty loops he made one curtain, and fifty loops he made on the edge of the curtain on the seam of the second. The loops held one curtain to another, and he made fifty hooks of gold and joined curtains to each other with hooks, and the Mishkin became one. And he made curtains of goat's hair for the tent covering, tent over the Mishkin. He made eleven curtains. The length of each curtain was thirty ama, and the width of each curtain four ama. And the eleven curtains having one measure, and he joined five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. And he made fifty loops on the edge of the end curtain in one, and fifty loops he made on the edge of the curtain joining the second. And he made fifty bronze hooks to join the tent to be one. And he made a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red. And a covering of fine leather above that. And for the Mishkin he made boards of acacia wood standing up. The length of each board was ten ama, and the width of each board an ama and a half. Each board had two tenons for binding one another. So he did all to the boards of the Mishkin, and he made boards for the Mishkin twenty boards for the south side. And he made forty sockets of silver to go under the twenty boards, and two sockets under each. Of the boards for its two tenons, and for the other side of the Mishkin, for the north side, he made twenty boards, and there forty sockets of silver, two sockets under the one board and two sockets under the other board, and he made six boards for the west side of the Mishkin, and he made two boards for the two back corners of the Mishkin, and they were double beneath, and similarly they were complete to the top by one ring. So he did to both of them for the two corners, and there were eight boards, and there were silver sockets, sixteen sockets, two sockets under each of the boards, and he made bars of acacia wood, five for the boards, one on the side of the Mishkin, and five boards on the other side of the Mishkin, and five boards for the boards of the Mishkin, at the rear westward, and he made the middle bar to pass through the boards from one end to another. And he overlaid the boards with gold and their rings, and he made gold of holders for the bars, and overlaid the bars with gold. And he made a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine worked linen. It was made with a carabine, the work of a skilled workman. And he made the four columns of the acacia wood for it, and overlaid them with gold and their hooks and their gold. And he cast four sockets of silver for them. And he made a covering for the tent door of blue and purple and scarlet, and fine woven linen made by a weaver, and his five columns with their hooks, and he overlaid their tops, their rings, with gold, but their five sockets were of bronze. Chapter thirty-seven. Betziel made the ark of acacia wood two and a half ama long, and an ama and a half wide, and an ama and a half high. And he overlaid it with clean gold inside the outside, and he made a molding of gold all around it. And he cast four rings of gold for it, for its four feet, two rings on one side and two rings on the other side. And he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. And he put the poles into the rings at the side of the ark to lift the ark. And he made a lid of atonement of clean gold and two and a half alma long and an alma and a half wide. And he made two carabim of beaten gold, and he made them. 
from the two ends of the lid of the atonement. One carob at one end of this side, and the other carob at the other end on that side. He made the carabim from the lid of the atonement from the two ends. And the carabim spread out their wings above and covered the lid of atonement with their wings, with their faces toward each other. The faces of the carabim were toward the lid of atonement. He made the table of acacia wood, an amma long, and an amma wide, and an amma and a half high. And he overlaid it with clean gold, and made a molding of gold all around it. And he made a rim of tophah all around. He made a molding of gold for the rim all around it. And he cast four rings of gold for it, and he put the rings on the four corners that were at its four legs. The rings were next to the rim, and the holders for the poles to lift the table. And he made the poles of the acacia wood to lift the table and overlaid them with gold. And he made the utensils which were on the table, its dishes and its cups and its bowls and its jars for pouring of clean gold. And he made the lampstand of clean gold. And he made the lampstand of beaten work, its base and its shaft, its cups, its ornamental knobs, and its blossoms were from it. Six branches came out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side and three branches of the lampstand out of the other side. There were three cups like almond flowers on the branch with ornamental knobs and blossoms and three cups like an almond flower on the other branch, a knob and a blossom. So for the six branches coming out of the lampstand and on the lampstand were four cups like an almond flower, its knobs and blossoms, a knob under the first two branches of the same and a knob under the second two branches of the same a knob under the third two branches of the same for the six branches coming out of it their knobs and their branches were of it all of it was one beaten work of clean gold and he made it seven lamps and its snuffers and its trays of clean gold he made it of kicker of clean gold and all of its utensils and he made the incense altar of acacia wood an ama long and an ama wide square and two amahai, its horns, were of it. And he overlaid it with clean gold, its top and its sides and all around its horns. And he made the molding for it of gold all around it. And he made two rings of gold for under its molding, at its two corners on both sides, as holders for the poles with which to lift it. And he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. And he made a kodesh anointing oil, and the clean incense of sweet spices according to the work of the perfumer. Chapter 38 And he made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood, five ama long and five ama wide, square and three ama high. He made its horns on its four corners and horns or of it, and he overlaid it with bronze, and he made all the utensils for the altar, the pots and the shovels, and the basin and the forks, fire holders. He made all of his utensils of bronze. And he made a grating for the altar, a bronze network, under its rim, midway from the bottom. And he cast four rings for the four corners of the bronze grating, as holders for the poles. And he made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. And he put the poles into the, into the rings on the sides of the altar with which to lift it. He made an altar hollow with boards 
And he made the basin of the bronze and its stand of bronze from the bronze mirrors of the serving women who did service at the door of the tent of appointment. And he made the courtyard for the south side of the screens of the courtyard were of fine woven linen, one hundred amma long. Their twenty columns and their twenty sockets of bronze, their hooks and their columns, and their bands were of silver. And for the north side, the screens were one hundred amma long, and their twenty columns and their twenty sockets of bronze, the hooks of the columns and their bands were of silver. And for the west side, there were screens of fifty amma, their ten columns and their ten sockets, the hooks of the columns and their bands were of silver. And for the east side, eastward, fifty amma, fifteen amma of screens on one side, and there are three columns and there are three sockets, and fifteen amma of screams on the other side and their courtyard gate, and this side and that side, and their three columns and their three sockets. All of the screens of the courtyard all around were of fine woven linen, and the sockets for the columns were of bronze. The hooks of the columns and their bands were of silver, and the overlay of their tops was of silver. And all the columns of the courtyard had bands of silver, and the covering of the gate and the courtyard of the work of the embroiderer of blue and purple and scarlet and the fine woven linen and twenty amma long, and the height and its width five amma, corresponding to the screens of the courtyard. And the columns were four, and their sockets of bronze four, and their hooks were of silver, and overlay their tops and their bands with silver. And all the pegs of the Mishkin and of the courtyard all around were of bronze. These were the appointments of the Mishkin and the Mishkin of the Witness, which was appointed by the command of Moshe for the service of the Levites by the hand of the Ithmar son of Aaron, the Kohin. And Betziel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Yehuda, made all that Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And with him Aholalab, son of Ahishmach, and the tribe of Dan, and an engraver and designer and embroiderer in blue and purple and in scarlet and fine linen. And all the gold prepared for the work, and all the work of the Kodesh place, and it was the gold of the wave offering came to be twenty-nine kitkars and seven hundred and thirty shekels, according to the shekel of the Kodesh place. And the silver from the ones counted to the congregation was one hundred kitkars and one thousand seven hundred and twenty-five shekels, according to the shekel of a Kodesh place. A becca half of a shekel for a head, according to the shekel of the Kodesh place, for everyone passing over to those counted from twenty years old and above, for six hundred and three thousand five hundred and fifty. And a hundred kikars of silver were for casting the sockets of the Kodesh place and the bases of the veil, one hundred sockets from the hundred kikars, a kikar for each socket. And of the thousand seven hundred and seventy-five he made hooks for the columns and overlaid their tops and made bands for them. And the bronze of the wave offering seventy kikars and two thousand four hundred shekels and with it he made the sockets of the tor- for the door of the tent of appointment, and the bronze altar, and the bronze grating, and it, and all the utensils for the altar, and the sockets for the courtyard all around, and the bases for the courtyard gates, and the pegs for the mishkin, and all the pegs for the courtyard all around. Chapter 39. And please note, uh, we've got two more chapters here. So we've got chapter 39 and chapter 40. Long portion today. Uh, so 39, we'll have the making of the the vestments for the priesthood. Then the work is completed. And then in chapter 40 is the 
short story of how the tabernacle was erected, its equipment installed, and then the glory of God coming and dwelling in it as a cloud. So try to pay attention, try to bear with the reading a little longer uh, because it really ends with that uh, beautiful ending and uh, definitely something for us to ponder on. All right, chapter 39. And of the blue and the purple and the scarlet, they made woven garments to do service in the Kodesh place. And they made the Kodesh garments, which were for Aaron, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And he made the shoulder garment of gold and blue and purple and scarlet and of fine woven linen. And they beat out sheets of gold and cut it into threads and work it in with the blue and the purple and the scarlet and the fine linen, the work of a skilled workman. And they made shoulder pieces for it to join it. And it was joined at its two edges. And he embroidered a band of his shoulder garment that was on it, and of the same work of the golden, blue, and purple, and scarlet, and of fine woven linen, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And they made a shohem stone, placed it in plated work of gold, engraved as sing- of signets are engraved according to the names of the sons of Israel, and put them on the shoulder of the shoulder garment. And stones of remembrance for the sons of Israel, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And he made the breastplate a work of skilled workmen, like the work of the shoulder garment of gold and of blue and of purple and scarlet and of fine woven linen. It was square. They made the breastplate double. Its length, the zareth, its width, the zareth, doubled. And he filled it with four rows of stones, a row of ruby and topaz, and an emerald was in the first row, and the second row of turquoise and sapphire and a diamond. In the third row, a jacknath and an agate and an amethyst. In the fourth row, a barrel and a shoham and a jasper placed in the plated work of gold in their mountings. And the stones were according to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve according to their names, engraved like a signet, each one with its own name according to the twelve tribes. And they were made braided chains of corded work for the breastplate at the ends of the clean gold. And they made two mountings of gold and two gold rings, and put the two rings in the two ends of the breastplate, and they put the two cords of the gold in the two rings of the ends of the breastplate, and the two ends of the two cords they fastened in the two mountings, and they put them in the shoulder pieces of the shoulder garment in the front. And they made two rings of gold, and they put them in two ends of the breastplate on which edge of it, which each on the inward side of the shoulder garment. And they made two gold rings and put them on the two shoulder pieces underneath the shoulder garment on the front of it, close to its seam above the embroidered band of the shoulder garment. And they bound the breastplate by the means of the rings to the rings of the shoulder garment and blue cord, so that it would be above the embroidered band of the shoulder garment, and that the twelve breastplate would not come loose from the shoulder garment, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And they made a robe of the shoulder garment of woven work of all blue. And the opening of the robe was in the middle, like the opening of a scaled armor, with a woven binding all around the opening, so that it would not tear. And they made on the hem of the robe promegannets of blue and purple and scarlet twined. And they made bells of clean gold, and the bells between the promegannets and the hem of the robe all around between the promegannets. A bell of a promegannet and a bell of a promegannet all around the hem of the robe, for this, for the services, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And they made the long shirt of fine linen, the work of a weaver for Aaron and his sons, and a turban of fine linen, 
and the turban ornaments and the fine linen and the short trousers of fine woven linen. And with a girdle of fine woven with blue and purple and scarlet and the work of an embroiderer as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And they made the plate of the Kodesh sign of dedication of clean gold and wrote on it an inscription like the engraving of a signet Kodesh Ha to Jehovah. Kodesh Ha to Jehovah. And they put it on the blue cord and fastened it above the turban as Jehovah had commanded Moshe and all the work of the Mishkan of the tent of appointment was completed. And the children of Israel did according to all that Jehovah had commanded Moshe, so they did. And they brought the Mishkan to Moshe, the tent and all of its furnishing, its hooks, its boards, its bars, and its columns and its sockets, and the covering of ram skins dyed red, and the covering of fine leather, and the veil of the covering, and the ark of the witness with its poles, and the lid of atonement, the table and all of its utensils, and the showbread, and the clean lampstand with its lamps, and the lamps to be put in order, and all the utensils, and the oil for light, and the altar of gold, and the anointing oil, and the sweet incense, and the covering for the tent door, the bronze altar in its bronze, grating its poles with all of its utensils and basin with its stand. The screens of the courtyard and the columns and the sockets, the covering for the courtyard gate, its cords and its pegs, and all the utensils for the services of the Mishkan for the tent of appointment. The woven garments to do service in the Kodesh place, the Kodesh garments for Aaron, the Kohen, and the son's garments to serve as Kohanim. According to all that Jehovah had commanded Moshe, so the children of Israel did all the work. And Moshe looked over all the work and saw that they did as Jehovah had commanded. So they had done, and Moshe barak them. That is to say, blessed them. All right, one last chapter, and it's not very long. 38 verses, chapter 40, dealing with the tabernacle being erected, its equipment installed in the glory of God filling it. Open up your hearts, and let's read this last chapter. And Jehovah spoke to Moshe, saying, On the first day of the first month you are to raise up the Mishkan of the tent of appointment, and shall put in the ark of the witness, and the screen, the ark with the veil. And you shall bring in the table, and arrange what belongs on it, and bring the lampstand and the lights and its lamps, and you shall put the altar of the gold of the incense before the ark of witness, and put up the covering of the door to the Mishkan. And shall put the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the Mishkan of the tent of appointment, and shall put the basin between the tent of appointment and the altar, and shall put water therein. You shall put up the courtyard all around, and shall place the covering of the courtyard gate, and shall take the anointing oil and anoint the Mishkan, and all that is in it, and shall Kodesh it, and all the utensils, and it shall be Kodesh. And you shall anoint the altar the burnt offering with all of its utensils, and Kodesh the altar, and the altar shall be most Kodesh, that is to say, holy. And you shall anoint the basin, and its stand, and Kodesh it. And you shall bring Aaron and his sons to the door of the tent of appointment, and wash them with water. You shall put the Kodesh garments on Aaron and anoint him, and Kodesh him to serve as Kohanim, that is to say, priest, to me. You shall bring his sons and put the long shirts on them, and shall anoint them as you anointed their father, and they shall serve as Kohanim to me. 
and their anointing shall be for them an everlasting kahuna throughout all their generations. And Moshe did according to all that Jehovah had commanded him, so did he. And it came to be in the first month of the second year, on the first day of the month, that the Mishkan was raised up. And Moshe raised up the Mishkan and placed its sockets and put the boards and put in the bars and raised up the columns and he spread the tent over the Mishkan and put the covering of the tent on top of it as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And he took the witness and he put it into the ark. And he put the poles through the rings of the ark and he did put the lid of atonement on top of the ark. And he brought the ark into the Mishkan and placed the veil the covering screen of the Ark of Witness, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. He put the table of the tent of appointment on the north side of the Mishkan outside the veil. He put the bread and the order upon it before Jehovah, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. He put the lampstand and the tent of appointment opposite of the table on the south side of the Mishkan. And he lit the lamps before Jehovah, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And he put the gold altar in the tent of appointment in front of the veil, and he burned sweet incense on it, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And he put up the covering to the door of the Mishkan. And he put the altar of the burnt offering before the door of the Mishkan, of the tent of appointment. And he offered upon it the burnt offering and the grain offering, as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. He put the basin between the tent of appointment and the altar, and put the water thereon, for washing. And Moshe and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and their feet and from the water from it. And they went into the tent of appointment, and as they came near the altar, they washed in Jehovah as Jehovah had commanded Moshe. And he raised up the courtyard all around the Mishkin and the altar, and placed the coverings of the courtyard gate. And Moshe completed the work, and the cloud covered the tent of appointment. The esteem of Jehovah filled the Mishkan. And Moshe was not able to come into the tent of appointment because the cloud dwelt in it. And the esteem of Jehovah filled the Mishkan. And when the cloud was taken up from above the Mishkan, the children of Israel went onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not depart until the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of Jehovah was on the Mishkan by day and fire was on it by night, before the eyes of the house of Israel in all their journeys. And that, my friends, is the end of the portion. So we read of all this work that they're doing. They're making all these things. And that's what, the, that's what for these four chapters were, them just building all the stuff for this. And then we have this beautiful ending where all their hard work all their obedience comes to fruition and they erect the, the Mishkan and they put all the utensils and they put the Ark of the Covenant in there and they do all the things that they're supposed to do and the glory of God fills it. And of course, Moshe can't enter it because the glory of God is upon it, right? It says, And Moshe was not able to enter into the tent of the congregation because the cloud abode thereon and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Now, what's interesting is this is this language is also used in the book of Revelation. So I'm just going to quote this real quick. It'll take 30 seconds, and then we'll be done. We go to Revelation 15.8. It says, And the temple was filled with the smoke from the glory of God and from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple 
until the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. So it's that same language. When, when the, the glory of the Lord is there, you can't approach it, right? Now, at the end of the book of Revelation, you go to chapter 21. Verse 3 says, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And of course, the, the celebrating of the Feast of Tabernacles, right, is, is the same thing. It's, it's waiting for the final and ultimate fulfillment of, where God will dwell among us forever. And of course, Revelation 21, same chapter, verses 23 through 24 says this. And the city had no need for sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which were saved shall walk in the light of it, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. May that day come, and may it come quickly. I pray you've been blessed by this morning's study and by this morning's reading. Thank you for praying. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And thank you to those of you who are able and willing to support the podcast. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.